Last night, I put on green face paint, a silver wig, slipped a pair of plastic fangs into my mouth and went to a Halloween party. As requested by my neighbours, I dressed up as evil vicar. In fact, I think this is the only time I've worn a beretta, possibly the most ridiculous headwear that some clergy seem to delight in. Unlike a lot of priests, I don't have a problem with Halloween. In fact, if you have a look outside the newly painted pink vicarage door, there is an expertly carved pumpkin head, which Saxon has spent several hours working on for everyone's enjoyment. The reason I don't have a problem with Halloween and the celebration of things creepy and ghoulish is that it's an excuse to poke fun at some of the things that frighten us in life and to put them well and truly in their place. That is a place of powerlessness. If Halloween was about giving the dark things of the world power and importance, then certainly I would have nothing to do with it. It seems to me so much of the theology that you hear coming from various parts of the global church is purely aimed at frightening people. There is considerable emotional blackmail in the idea that if you don't behave in a certain way, worship in a certain way, read the Bible in a certain way, then your reward will be hell and damnation. This kind of teaching I would very firmly put into the category of spiritual abuse. Theology that paints a god of retribution and revenge is certainly one that has been painted in the image of the earthly, not the divine. I'm pretty sure that popping in a pair of plastic fangs and having a boogie isn't going to earn anyone a one-way ticket to fire and brimstone. However, following an ideology that puts people into a tiny box and refuses to take into account the reality of life and all its complexities may well make your life a living hell. There is a very strong message in our gospel reading today which speaks to me clearly of priorities, the incarnation, and that anger is a part of God's world. It's okay to be angry when injustice and madness is running amok in God's kingdom. The temple is out of whack. Money and dodgy deals are taking place. Jesus shows very human anger in response. And once again, we have a sense that in his divine calling, he is 100% human flesh, full of rage and boiling blood. Basically, this is the moment we remember as Jesus's temple tantrum, when Jesus completely and utterly loses his rag. And in a scriptural world where God can make mountains skip like lambs, shouldn't we be quaking in our shoes that we're a church that hosts a wide array of events outside of our worship and prayer life? Is Jesus telling us to make our building a holy shrine, our concerts and recordings and markets and merriment in some way displeasing to God? I don't think so. More and more churches are seeking to diversify in their usage and their activities so they can better serve their communities. And I'm the first person to look to the early churches and the temple when considering all the multiple uses that this fantastic building is able to house. However, if we forget the cornerstone and foundation of our calling as a Christian community, then that is when we might feel a sense of God's absence. Wrath is not rage. 
I would suggest it's the absence of God's rage that we should really fear, not the full force of it. Simply, no one gets angry if they don't care. You would have to be living under a rock not to recognise what a hugely difficult time humanity is faced with. But I want to remind you that Jesus tells us not to be afraid. In fact, he repeats this so often in his ministry that perhaps it should qualify as a sacrament. If the sacrament of reconciliation can exist in the Roman Catholic Church, then why not a deep and holy commitment to being unafraid as commanded by the Prince of Peace? Perhaps outside of baptism and the Holy Eucharist, this commitment in action is the most visible plan for God's love for humanity. And you only have to step outside of your door to recognise how fear is governing this world. I don't know if any of you remember, but I actually preached at this festival this time last year before I became your priest in charge. I think we began to sow a seed together when I told you that I wanted to rename your patron. No longer would he be known as the patron saint of lost causes, but the patron saint of all possibilities, because when you've reached rock bottom, the only way is up. I believe it's been an extraordinary year for this church since I offered you that idea. We've seen incredible change in this time. You've gone from a parish that was suspended to now having a full-time parish priest. We've gone from having no church wardens to two church wardens. We've more than doubled our common fund contribution. We're thinking about justice and the environment. We've got loads of irons in the fire. We're growing. And I think we can all agree that the future is looking rosy. By actively stating that we want to change as a church, Jesus is doing that work for us. He has walked into our building and he has turned the tables over. He has given us a new set of priorities. And that kingdom that we hear about in our first two readings from Revelation and Paul's letter to the Hebrews is beginning to take hold. And that kind of proactive mission is contagious and it will grow. The new covenant of the living God is at work here. I want us to agree something as we enter this second year together, that we will be fearless in our desire to bring about God's kingdom here in the suburb, that we will rage against injustice, that we will put into practice those things we are called to do, to love neighbour and to love God. And I think we can all agree that many of our neighbours are in real need of our love and our support as families and friends face the horrors of war. As we give thanks today for our spectacular building and St Jude, let's once again pledge in his holy presence to allow the living God to do God's work, making all things possible within a sacramental theology that includes a holy commitment to living fearlessly. Amen.